السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يتع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الحدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم والشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار Indeed, the best speech is the speech of Allah Azza wa Jal. And the best guidance is the guidance of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the most evil of matters are the newly invented matters in the religion. And every newly invented matter in the religion is an innovation. It's not from Al-Islam. And every innovation is a misguidance. And every misguidance leads to the hellfire. Believers in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Fear Allah azza wa jal As he should be feared Fear Allah And remember The blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Upon you Fear Allah And worship Allah According To his revealed book And the sunnah Of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Fear Allah and obey Allah and stay far away from his disobedience. Indeed, brothers and sisters, the Quran, the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that there are many benefits and reflections that a person and he can do. When reading the Quran, there are benefits. There are lessons, there's an increase in Iman, there are those verses or the verses that will make you reflect and ponder. Indeed the Quran is guidance for the whole of mankind and it needs to be read and recited and understood. From those surahs that there are great benefits in surah a surah which there is much to reflect and even though it is short 
is that of Surah Al-Asr. Surah Al-Asr, in which the scholars have mentioned and regarding it that it is a very important surah. For example, we have the saying of Imam al-Shafi'i where he said, Lo ta'amal al-nas surah If the people were to ponder and reflect in this surah, then it will be sufficient any for them. It will be sufficient any for them. And in meaning, the lessons and the reflections from Surah Al-Asr, they are many. And it is a bit comprehensive for the life of the Muslim. It gives a firm direction, firm encouragement, and for the believers, that if they take these lessons and if from it and they apply it, then that will be something major in their lives. Likewise, you find what the scholars have said, that this chapter, this surah, even upon its shortness that is very short but it is one of those surahs that is more comprehensive and regarding the khair and the good that is found in it meaning it comprises of a lot of good and in this surah even though it is short but the meaning and the things that it includes that it is vast So in this surah, brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالْعَصْرَ إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِي خُسْرِ إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ وَتَوَاسَوْا بِالْحَقِّ وَتَوَاسَوْا بِالصَّبْرِ In this surah, Allah azza wa jal says, وَالْعَصْرَ By time, indeed, mankind is in a state of loss, except those who believe and act righteously and they encourage uh, the truth and they encourage patience. When Allah Azza wa Jal in this verse takes an oath by time and says, وَالْعَصْرِ by time. This here, brothers and sisters, there are certain rulings and regulations regarding this. For us, Mankind, we are not allowed to take an oath by any of the creation. We are not allowed to take a whole oath by nothing except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whilst Allah azza wa jal, he takes oaths by some of his creation as we see in the Quran. And that is for the purpose of showing the importance and the significance of that affair. The significance and the importance that we need to reflect and take a moment to reflect seriously about what is mentioned and here. 
we find that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man halafa bi ghaylillahi faqad ashrak. Whosoever takes an oath by other than Allah, then he has committed shirk. He has fallen into shirk, associating partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And likewise, he said, Man kana halifan falyahlif billahi aw liyasmut. Whosoever intends to take an oath, then he should take an oath by Allah or he shall remain silent or he shall remain and he's silent so for us when we see in the Quran where Allah takes an oath by one of his creation that does not mean that we follow and that is applies to us as well but we find from the Sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam where it's been clarified that we should only take an oath by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and none of the creation. And none any of the creation. So this here requires for us to ponder upon this word time. Time. Because indeed it is very significant. It is very important since Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken an oath by it. So what is this time? And the scholars have mentioned that this time, it means from the beginning of the dunya, meaning the beginning of the creation of this dunya, till its end. Whilst other scholars have mentioned that it is the lifespan of each person, that they ponder upon their and in their lifespan, how long they're going to live on the end of this dunya. And Ibn Qayyim, he mentions that it is the time a person is given and need to act in this dunya. So the time he is given and need to act to acquire deeds. So therefore, he brothers and sisters, we find the significance of time and we find likewise in the sunnah where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he mentioned a hadith and he regarding the five things that a person will be questioned on the day of judgment and one of them will be regarding a person's free time your time how did you use it did you use it for the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or did you just waste it or did you use it in the disobedience of Allah Azza wa Jal? So therefore it is very important that we consider and we ponder and regarding our life in this dunya. Then Allah Azza wa Jal says, Inna insana la fi khusr. Indeed, mankind is in a state of loss. Here there is a strong affirmation, a strong affirmation that the whole of humankind is in a state of loss without exception, regardless of age, regardless of lineage, regardless of status in society, regardless of wealth.
that all of mankind they are in a state of loss and this there is a strong affirmation here on it a strong affirmation meaning there is no doubt to have no doubt brothers and sisters that you are in a state of loss that all of mankind they are in a state and of loss what is this loss some of the scholars have mentioned that loss is of different types you find those people who are in a state of loss because of their kufr because of their disbelief turning their backs to the final revelation al-islam to the quran and to the sunnah so they are in a state of loss where they are in shirk worshipping others besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we know that shirk it invalidates a person's actions invalidates a person a person's actions and that person and he is in a state of loss as he mentioned in the Quran لَإِنْ أَشْرَكْتَ لَيَحْبَطَنَّ عَمَلُكَ وَلَتَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ that if you commit shirk your actions, your deeds will be invalidated, will be nullified and you will be from the losers those and you will be in a state and of loss likewise Allah Azza wa Jal says قَدْ خَسِرَ الَّذِينَ كَذَّبُوا بِلِقَاءِ اللَّهِ Indeed, those who have disbelieved in the meeting with Allah is in, is in loss. They are in loss. They are in, and in loss. And likewise, there is the type of loss that the scholars have mentioned regarding a person not acting righteously, not performing good deeds, or getting involved in sin and transgression and that which is displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they likewise they place themselves and in a state and of loss if we reflect on our state as human beings we are not perfect our deeds and actions are always deficient are always deficient even though if we try our best in our worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we will always end up deficient in one way or another like for example our salah and we stand to pray you'll find that sometimes your concentration goes to something else you get some waswasa from the shaitan your mind is preoccupied with your house or with your trade and that takes away from your salah but we have been given the remedy on how to rectify our deficiencies 
in our obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our worship and that is with istighfar seeking forgiveness when we finish our prayer what are we recommended to do we say astaghfirullah 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 asking forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after you've done an action of obedience to him an action that he's made compulsory upon you why is that as the scholars mentioned Shaykh Salih al-Fawzan is because of that deficiency that we have that is automatically will occur in our actions but of course some people due to any certain reasons their deficiencies might be greater than others so therefore we need to ponder into our actions our deeds this time and this life that we have the loss that we can be in and if you take example of the shabab the youth the youth if they do not have a firm tarbiyah and direction from their parents and their teachers they're more likely I need to fall in a lot of things that are will cause them loss in the deen in the dunya if they don't have that firm example that strong they will go with the desires they will go with the bad crowds so therefore attention needs to be given to the shabab oh parents and oh teachers attention needs to be given to the shabab so that we guide them and help them and show mercy and to them and that we aid them so that they do not and they fall into that which will give them loss or make them of the people who will be in a constant state or and in a regular state of loss then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ so Allah has mentioned that every person is in a state of loss and in this dunya then Allah azza wa jal makes an exception except those who believe except those who have iman except those who have these four qualities that is mentioned in this verse the quality of iman the quality of righteous deeds the quality of encouraging the good and patience now iman brothers and sisters this first quality iman is not achieved and not attained by me hope iman comes after knowledge so learning is for us to learn <coughs> it is something which is crucial and very important because iman is not based upon falsehood or just things that you make up in your head as beliefs that true iman is mentioned here 
that saves a person from loss for being in a state of loss is that iman which is in accordance with the quran and the sunnah so it's not sufficient for a person to say i believe there is a creator and i'm a good person i'm going to live my life as a good person and i'm going to be in paradise that is not sufficient that is not what the last text and revelation says this iman must have the true iman in allah azawajal his beautiful names and attributes worshiping him alone according i need to the example of muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and iman brothers and sisters increase and decrease it increases with righteous actions and it decreases with sins disobedience that's why sometimes you will find some people they say i feel weak in my iman i feel weak in my iman when they look at their actions either they're not performing righteous deeds have been made compulsory upon them they get involved in things that are haram things that are taking their focus away from their religion so therefore their iman decreases how to remedy this worship allah the way he has commanded you to remember allah do righteous deeds do righteous deeds and iman has six pillars as we've learned the hadith in the hadith of the message وسلم, and i used to believe in allah to believe in his angels to believe in his prophets and messengers to believe in the scripture scriptures the books he sent as revelation for mankind to believe in the last day and to believe in qadr to believe in the divine pre-decree that which is good from it and that which we see as being bad and from it so this is a very important quality and attribute that removes people from a state of loss but of course it needs to be based upon knowledge knowledge which is taken from the quran and and the sunnah the second quality and they act righteously so the iman is not sufficient if a person has time to act in this dunya if they have the knowledge that this is compulsory upon me and that is compulsory upon me and you have that time to act then it's compulsory upon you to act to act righteously and actions are not deemed to be righteous in an islamic context except if they are performed sincerely for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and secondly they must be in accordance to the sunnah of muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam must be according to the sunnah in accordance to the sunnah the legislation that is how allah azawajal wants us to worship him the way he taught his prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam not the way we feel like it not the way we think that we're gonna change things a little bit here as some people do to make it a bit more uh joyous we're gonna do these types of adhkar or dhikr 
where we're going to invite loads of people and we're going to do this in this way and that way and we're going to say this how many times and this and that and we're going to raise our voices and we're going to dance and we're going to do this and that that is present amongst the muslimin you will find these strange and weird things they call dhikr and they call worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah azza wa has not sent any proof for it so these righteous actions which they think they're upon is not a righteous action but instead it is disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala why people have left the book and sunnah and invented other things other actions so indeed brothers and sisters it is very important to have iman true iman and likewise to follow up the iman with righteous actions according to the quran according to the quran and the sunnah of muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'een Amma ba'd Then Allah Azza wa Jal mentions in this verse وَتَوَاسَوْ بِالْحَقِّ And they encourage one another with the truth And the scholars have said this truth is the whole religion The truth here is Encouraging the good and forbidding the evil. And Al-Qayyim, ta'ala, he says the truth here, it includes that which has come before it. Iman and righteous actions. To the haqq, that truth that people should encourage one another upon and to, is to have true Iman and to perform any righteous deeds which of course includes the whole religion comprehensive for the whole any religion and this is something very important and for the community it's been something which has been very important for the muslimin over the decades and the years and the generations which is encouraging the good and forbidding the evil because indeed that is how the true and pure practice of al-islam remains remains amongst the people is having this great action of encouraging the good and forbidding the evil and lastly Allah Azza wa Jal mentions they encourage patience amongst one another another important and the attribute and indeed patience brothers and sisters is something which is or should be from the attributes of the Muslimin, of the believers.
And as the scholars have mentioned, patience is of three types. Patience is of three types. To be patient upon the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that means that when you have to obey Allah, meaning there's an action that you have been obligated to do, then be patient and perform it. Even if you're feeling weak in your iman, even if you're feeling there's desires taking you away from it, you know the haq, you know the truth, you know it's an obligation upon you, then be patient and carry out those actions of obedience and worship for Allah and His subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this second category of patience is to be patient upon staying far away from Allah's disobedience, meaning staying far away from sins, staying far away from affairs that are haram. You need to apply patience in this as well. Control yourself. Have your focus. Have that focus to please Allah always. And be patient to allow yourselves to be taken away to the disobedience of Allah and His subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the third category of patience is to be patient upon the divine and the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And indeed sometimes in our lives certain things are calamities will happen. Deaths. Famine. Disruption. Etc. Etc. There are certain calamities that we will face throughout our lives. And the way of the Muslims and the way a Muslim should act during those times is to be patient. To be patient. Not to thinking, not to despair. Not to despair. And we take our minds away from the mercy of Allah Azza wa Jal. We despair. And we think it's the end, there is no way out. But no, brothers and sisters, being patient, refraining from saying something that is haram during those times, that is displeasing to Allah Azza wa Jal. Refrain yourself and be patient from doing something which is impermissible during those times as well. And sure, that you are dealing with it with patience in accordance and to the Quran and the Sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in beneficial knowledge and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in righteous actions. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.